Well, you are the personification of perfection, uh, Maya. <laughs> what would you like to get done? Thank you so much. Whether you are a libertarian, a nationalist conservative, traditional conservative, classical liberal, or a Tory loyalist, a partisan Tory, you should all be worried. We should all be worried about the direction of this country. Now, this channel and this movement that I've created, thanks to you guys, exists because it's all about negativity out there in the world, media, politics, and we try to give some sort of hope to people. And there is hope, but hope only comes if there is action from us, ordinary people, campaigners, people who are doing alternative media and political activists who want freedom back. Now, we know that this government have gone slightly authoritarian. And some people say that well, Boris is a traitor. Some people say that uh, it's the deep state establishment running the country. And some people just say that, well, they get into power, they become left wing. And because the opposition is left wing and Starmer, so it pushes the Tory party to become even more left wing because there's no opposition from the right anymore. That's all true, partly. But the reality is, the majority of politicians, when they get to the position of power, they become statists. There are only three examples in recent times, three political leaders who didn't fall into that trap. Margaret Thatcher, Ronald Reagan, and Donald Trump. Now, all three different type of politicians in terms of anti-establishment, but they have one thing in common, anti-establishment. And even as leaders, they still criticize the establishment. The problem here we have is that yesterday, last night, Boris Johnson had this meeting with his cabinet and he crushed that Tory rebellion. The people in the cabinet and the backbenchers who want to push the Tory party to be, to be the Conservative party that it was before. Lower taxes, limited government, pro-enterprise, pro-individual liberty. No, nonsense happening. I mean, all that is out of window. We know that. Uh, now, they've created an environment where any rebellion will be crushed because um, you will get, get kicked out of the cabinet. None of these people who want to get to the top uh, have the ability to become rebels, like Boris Johnson himself. Boris Johnson left the Theresa May's cabinet because for him, being a rebel helped him to create his movement to become leader. A lot of these others in the cabinet, they can't do that. They don't have that base. So the only way for them to get to the, to the position of power and become prime minister, they have to play the game. They have to stay in the cabinet like Theresa May did with David Cameron's cabinet. It's a bit embarrassing and sad that this is the direction of the country. The sad part, the real sad part, is the fact that because of the brainwashing and manipulation done by the establishment and the media, especially over the last two years, they have now pushed a big chunk of the voters in this country, the electorate, to become more authoritarian. The Tory party is still leading by 10 points at least in the opinion polls. You know, despite the fact that we don't really trust the opinion polls, but that is the general mood in the country. Uh, partly because Starmer's party, Labour, is just absolutely terrible. And partly because people have gone towards security over liberty, uh, especially since 2020. Um, there is a backlash, we know that. There are a lot of us who are trying to kind of pull the spectrum back towards liberty and limited government. But we are losing the battle for now. But there is always a cycle. That's where the hope comes in. And uh, my channel, thanks to you guys, uh, we try our best every day to present the facts, then I present my opinions, and it's up to you to form your own uh, views on issues like this. Now, this is one of the problems that we have with the, the Tory rebellion being crushed. Priti Patel, Gavin Williamson, and Dominic Raab are to be moved in the next reshuffle, which will be tomorrow. And we'll be doing a special program tomorrow on the reshuffle. I might do an actual live reaction to uh, the development throughout the day. 
Uh, Pretty Petal has now been warned by Tory backbenchers that if she doesn't return the migrants to France, then she will be in trouble. And even if she runs with Tory leadership in the future, they're not going to support her. Now, she knows that she has to step up her game. You think that she should have known that about two years ago, but a bit late to the game. Let's see what Pretty Patel does. Dominic Raab is over. Gavin Williamson, completely over, considering earlier today he made a mess of an interview and he was completely shambolic in terms of his answers. He doesn't really know anything about education in that sense. The department is all over the place. And Pretty Patel, she started this rhetoric a couple of days ago saying that we have the money that we promised to give the French. We're not going to give it to them unless they sort out the migrant crisis. Now, this uh, takes me back to the main point of today's video, which is uh, last night. And last night, I was invited to go on LBC's cross-question panel. It's like question time, but without the chaos and drama. Uh, we're hosted by Ian Dell. And uh, so I was on a panel with Dr. Hammond, Claire Fox, and uh, the Labour's uh, Shadow Home Secretary. It's a great guy, of course, uh, Nick Thomas uh, Simmons. Uh, but of course, very, very different views to mine. He's more of an establishment uh, figure rather than a hardcore leftist or a blur right in that sense. Uh, he's just very much like Starmer uh, or Jonathan Ashworth. Great guys, useless, absolutely useless. Uh, so this is uh, the the highlight of, uh, of course, the, the program was like over an hour, but uh, this is just sections of where I answer the questions that were given uh, by the, the listeners to LBC who called in, asked questions. And uh, so these are the responses I gave on uh, social care, on taxation, on the potential October lockdown, which I really, really hope it doesn't happen because it creates a bad environment. Uh, whether it's right or wrong, that's a different topic. Lockdowns don't even work anymore. We know that. Even WHO said that do not use lockdowns as a primary policy. Even WHO said that the governments, they're not listening. But it's going to create more of a division in this country, more so than what Brexit did as a vote with Brexit and Remain. This is going to create a bad, bad atmosphere in the political system. Democracy is now being undermined. Sovereignty is being undermined. People's liberty being undermined. And what we are here, we're going to continue our work. And we're going to see what we can do together to save this country and make Britain great again. Let's go to the highlights of the LBC show. Maya Tusi, the YouTuber and political commentator. Let's go to our first caller. It's Chris in Kingsclear. Chris, hi. What would you like to ask? Good evening, Ian. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, my first question to the panel is the following. Um, I was part of the 3 million self-employed excluded and uh, did not qualify for any help from the government in any shape or form. My question is this. Um, why should I pay extra tax to help a system that excluded me? Uh, the fault is a system. This is a successive government's fault, both parties. If any voter gets upset that oh, it's the Tory government that did it to me. The Labour would have done the same, Lib Dems would have done the same. It's just, it became a complicated situation anyway, that uh, we create a system where those who are dependent, whether as employees um, or as the actual business owners, as a kind of company, then they will be easier supported through furlough and other grants. Um, but going back to the main point of uh, social care, of course, I'm not an expert in terms of healthcare, but one thing that I've uh, 
uh, what I would suggest is proposals such as uh, Damien Green, who's uh, written a proposal that's kind of getting closer to a Swedish or German model, that you have the ba- basic safety net provided by the government, uh, that you won't have to get into the, the backup option of you know, selling your assets. And then on top of it, the premium version will be a basic insurance system. Insurance is such a bad word in this country, but why is it that for other so-called big government nations like Sweden and Germany, it works? Um, so it's just that conversation. And as Dr. Hammond also said, I think the problem was that they just, and you confirmed, you threw, you threw the money at it. And it was a good excuse right now post-pandemic to just say, well, the NHS needs more money anyway. So we're just going to give that money, use the NHS as an excuse. Before the pandemic, it was going to be impossible for Boris to raise taxes. It's becoming just political and the government is just all over the place at this point. Next question from James in Watford. Hi, James. Uh, hello, good evening. Um, under what circumstances would the panel support a winter lockdown? Maya. Well, I'm going to actually go with the World Health Organization for once. Usually I'm very critical of some of the stuff that they've that U-turned. The one U-turn that they made about six, nine months ago after the first lockdown, they told all the countries that do not use lockdown as a primary solution or policy. It should be used just like the initial lockdown. Do the lockdown, find out what the what situation with the new virus and then find your solution. Now that, especially now that we have a vaccine as a concept and all the other stuff, um, we have to know why we're actually doing this lockdown if we do it in October. If it's going to be the same situation where, well, we already got the vaccine, most people are vaccinated, but you're still going to get it. If the virus is going to get worse in terms of mutation, then it's going to get to a point where, obviously, it's exaggeration, but the government should not be worried about lockdown or not lockdown. It should be worried about them actually falling as a government because people are going to be wondering, what else can you do? If vaccines don't work, if natural immunity doesn't work, then how do we fix it? Hopefully it's not going to be The like vaccines that. are working. But that's the thing. I mean, if we're talking about a situation where we are going to be doing lockdown because we now have thousands of people dying every day. If not, then don't do a lockdown. What's the point of doing lockdown? Mm-hmm. Health, fix the NHS so that the capacity is protected. Don't, do not bring down the economy and people's um, livelihood. And of course, as uh, Dr. Hammond said, it affects mental health and children's future and everything else. So unless people are dying, a lot of people are dying because of the virus, despite the vaccine, then don't do a lockdown, in okay. my view. Claire? I have to say that I agree with that. I... It's a text question from Mary in Stratford. Are the government doing enough to tackle the plague of migrants crossing the channel? Plague of migrants. Do we really need to use that kind of language, I, I think that's rather unfortunate. Of course, Pretty Patel today, the Home Secretary, threatening to withhold the £54 million that they had promised to pay the French to police uh, the borders. Time on that. Maya, let's go to you next. So, yeah, I'll be quick. So, uh, Pretty Patel's uh, new rhetoric, let's just hypothetically say she's going to do it. Actually, it's a good step because, um, as Nick said, let's just say both sides are cooperating. It's about getting the French to actually do something about it. Uh, one basic part of argument, agreement which doesn't exist, is that uh, they say the French should stop them. They should also add an amendment to the agreement and say, okay, if you don't stop them, if you miss them, we should be able to bring them back to you and you should take them back. That doesn't exist in agreement. It's always oh, too politically incorrect. Well, because it's against international law. But yeah, but if, but Once if, they're in British waters, it's our responsibility. But, but if both sides bilaterally agree to something like that, then they could override international law. Both sides consent. What, so, so Britain would fine France for everyone that got through? Well, everyone that comes from France, obviously, make sure they send them back. It's going to be complicated, of course. And you know, if, if it's vague... Don't do it. The problem is the French are making it difficult for people to stay there. The Macron is running on a pseudo-nationalist platform for his election. So he's actually, he actually wants those people to come this way. Let's go to Dave in Plymouth for our next question. Hello, Dave. Hi there, how are you doing? All right, um, thank you. What I would just, you like to say? 
I was just like, I'm an ex-serviceman, ex-army, um, and I suffer with post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, diagnosed. And I'd just like to ask the panel, um, you all mentioned about the NHS, about, um, you know, the old people and all that sort of stuff, but you haven't really mentioned anything about uh, mental health. Now, when, since the lockdown, um, I've had no, before that I was getting trauma therapy, once COVID hit, everything stopped. Uh, help for heroes went pop, um, so we, there was no uh, treatment centres anymore, or re recuperation uh, um, centres anymore, and we were just left to rock, to be fair. But, of course, what's just happened there with the Afghanistan um, extraction, um, everybody's clapping their hands and, oh, good, this is brilliant, but that's gone now and we're talking about something else. So I just think our service would have been left behind and I'll get, leave a bad taste in my mouth and you've asked me to pay more money out of my army pension and my war pension, yeah, to fund uh, a mess-up from the government. Maya. Well, firstly, thanks for your service and I'm glad this question came up um, because um, it's to, essentially this sector of the well, health in general is the, the ugly duckling of the sector which has been so left behind for such a long time as a taboo. Now, over the last few decades, we have it's become more acceptable, so more people are going to psychiatrists and all mental health in general. It's not just throwing money at it, you need to completely reform the system. Until we do that, we can't really get anything done. I can't just throw money at it. Uh, final text at the end. June in Hessel says, Love Island... <laughs> I already want to <laughs> oh, die. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Love Island's Megan Barton Hansen has had Botox injections in her bum. Colour me surprised. Uh, if you had to have plastic surgery, what would you get done? Well, you are the personification of perfection, uh, Maya. What would you like to get done? <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you told um, me earlier. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's blurting. <laughs> no, so uh, I've been told that uh, if I do surprise face, get the wrinkles here. If I frown, get here. So I'm, it's a lose-lose situation, so I'll get both these done. If okay. I have to, if I have to. 